0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I know you like that. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I see the girl listen, girls in the chat, they're going wild for me. You know I have to look up the lyrics or it don't count. I need to look up the lyrics and then change the lyrics because what Mates was saying and what SJR is saying, two different things. What's up, delegation? What's up? How have you been? Ooh, ooh. ooh. It's me, it's me, I'm fired, we're rusty, we haven't done this in a while. What's up, how are you? What's been going on in your world? We took a smooth month off, but we back in that thing, like swimwear. And I see the girls have been waiting. Pat is chiming in from South Africa. What's up, girl? Robin says, let's get started. I haven't had my meds yet. Oh Lord, (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's making me nervous though. Um, As we said, this is the only thing I'll turn Manifest off for. Can I tell you, I started watching Manifest While I was doing my hair. And when I saw the trailer, I'm like, it doesn't look like it's gonna be an amazing show. But it also looks like it will be an amazing show. And I am like four or five episodes in, and it's amazing. First of all, come on, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Romans eight Y'all didn't tell me Manifest was taking us to church. Manifest is out here trying to take us to church, okay? Those who are called, huh? Come on, called according to us. But y'all don't know what I know, but I know what I know is what I'm saying, okay? Ashley Tate says, Noel Magwood, we surely does love to play with your badge. Uh Uh-oh, is something happening with that badge? What's happening? Latavi says, where is (laughs) SJR with that killer intro? Do I have killer intros? The the saints don't like it when I sing. They don't like it when I sing. Cherie says, where you reach? Because I'm done. Huh? What's up? Tell me more. Say more. Joy Shepard says, day by day, I'm getting better. How have you been? It's been a month, over a month, since I got to plug in with my friends, my girls, my sisters, the delegation how have you been what have you been going through what has the month of july carried to you tell me i want to catch up elijah says look at you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed sj are you know i'm doing what i can Noel says oh my mat my badge got lost on flight 828 let me tell you something this show is doing a thing Danielle King says, "Ladies, th- ladies, thrilled to be back from my break. Lord, what a weekend! Can we rescue S&S Spirit Airlines? Because child, come on." Uh, Cherie says, "It ends stupid. Don't tell me manifest ends stupid. Well, it ended before it could actually end, right? I don't even know why I'm on this journey because I know it. It does. It's not going to end well, but I'm intrigued. Okay, you got me now. I'm one of those people who, if I start something, I have to finish it. Because where are we going with this?" Um, Brianna says, "I ain't seen SJR since she tried." That, that mustard on watermelon, I would have took a break too. After that, <laughs> Shanice likes it. It's, it's, the word on the street is that Shanice eats watermelon and mustard on it for fun and not just for a word challenge. But I don't know, cannot confirm or deny. Jeanette said, Uh, Jeanette says, If God is not talking to me, Stephanie says, Uh, SJR, so glad to see your beautiful face. Thank you, it's so glad to be seen. Tammy O says, I just turned 21, feels like a new chapter in my life. I'm so excited. Congratulations, when I was 21. I, when I turned 21, I was pregnant with my daughter, Mackenzie. I was in the tough season in my life. And I am the woman I am today because of the lessons that 21 brought me. So I am praying that this 21st year of your life is filled with so many lessons and that you have the wisdom to take notes because a lot of times we receive many, many lessons, but we're not taking notes. We're not learning and processing and creating boundaries based off those lessons. So my prayer for you, Tammy O, is that you take notes while receiving the lessons, okay? Or otherwise you just end in class failing and no Nobody has time for that. All right, Jaleesa says it's my birthday month. Whoop whoop! I'm ready, Jaleesa, What a queen! My daughter's birthday month, my mother's birthday month, and yours too. Come on, we love to see it. Aaliyah says July was the struggle. My father was diagnosed with lung cancer this month, so keep the prayers coming for the for the coming battle for my family delegation. Aaliyah, I got you. I also got your tweet and good good ups for what day four into this thing. Proud of you, girl. Keep pushing. Okay. Let's see. Joyce says this show is doing a wonderful thing. How else are you all doing? LT baby says, while wow, time is flying too fast. Like, can I tell you time is flying by 2021 was like, let me go on and get out the way. Cause all they doing is talking about 20, 2021 is the person you date after you were in relationship with the bad ex. Okay. And It's got so much potential, but all you can do is talk about 2020 so you know that that boo thing is just going to move out the way. That is what 2021 is. It's like, let me just go on and move because it is not giving what needs to give. Um, Okay, Talon says, I just want to let child know that God told me that I'm going to be at the Potter's House Dallas for the road this weekend. I don't know. How, because I'm sitting in a hospital bed, my, my God will definitely bless you from planting a seed if you want to put me on a plane to Dallas and put me up for a week. Oh, look at that. Let me refer to my Chase that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes sometimes the Lord is in the blessing business and wants to help you get places and put you up places. But I got to see if I'm the one who's called to chase that, your Chase I got to see if Chase is the one calling me to chase what the God has placed on your heart. But let me tell you, if I'm not the one called to chase it, someone in the chat might be the one called to chase it. You know, the first of the month is tricky for the most of us (laughs) because that's when people like to get paid. Let's see about it. Um, Brittany says, I'm tuning in from a little impromptu trip to Miami. You know, being a sanctified city girl and whatnot. True or false, somebody was dancing to the twerker later before this uh, podcast started. I think... It was Shanice and me, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it was. I think it was, but I'm not sure. All right, listen, listen. All right, so I hope you've been drinking your water and minding your business. Lord knows that I have not. (laughs) I um, took most of the month off, as you all know, uh, with a few exceptions. Like I preached for Activate and I preached at the Potter's House Dallas and that was an incredible message. The message uh, was called The Undoing and it seems like it really, helped and met a lot of people right where they needed it the most. So beyond that, I've been home during snack. I'm going to get into the things that it taught me and, and what I'm learning. We got a new word of the month. is August. So the word for this month is process, which once again, during snack time, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Okay. Shantina says Sha is going ham on this here keyboard behind the screen. <laughs> How do they hear? How do they hear that? (laughs) All right, listen, so let's try and rescue people. What is happening? Let's rescue the folks who are doing the things. Um, First of all, hold on. Let me see, because somebody just said, Toshay just says, just finished my summer semester of law school and officially started my Save Girl summer. Girl, you better. Okay, we had to take him and say you better. Caitlin says, July was a tough month for me financially. Praying for a bounce back this month. With God on my side, I can never fail. That's the kind of faith we need. I'm adding my faith to yours. Okay, Uh, let's see. Alexis says, shy what you're doing back there. What is happening? <laughs> what? How do they know that you're tap? First of all, Shanice and I went and started getting our nails done. So you can't even, the nubs are gone. And so you're going to hear her nails. Sharice says, shot chewing gum for sure. Wow. You're being carried in the comment section. <laughs> um, Jasmine says, turning 30 fine this Saturday in 2021. Didn't even give me the, give me the time to let my outer body catch up with the body of my my head. The carbs towel. Shia's turning 30. Is it 30 fine? Or is 35 for 39 or 35? Oh, no. we going to say it anyway. Shia's turning 30 fine and she's going to have her body. And I'm going to celebrate and rejoice with those who rejoice because I will probably need to wait until I'm 35 to have my body somewhere along July. I can't decide. I saw a book in Barnes and Noble about emotional eating and I picked it up. Let me tell you something. I want to just <laughs> read you. This, this ain't nobody's business, but, but y'all's business, but this is what I'm going to say. Oh, it looks like, oh, it looks like DoorDash was here with our lunch. Everything is fine. Um, let me see. Okay. I hope they don't leave Ellis food, but she'll be all right. Wow. How unprofessional. Okay. Listen, this book about emotional eating says um, in this book, Howard Farkas argues that repeated unwanted eating is driven by a natural desire to control your own choices in life. This creates a conflict between one side of you that wants to be told how you should eat and another that wants you to make your own choices. This conflict leads you to go from one extreme to the other, creating an ongoing cycle of disordered eating. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. But when I saw this book, I felt, what convicted? I don't know. I haven't started reading it, but it is sitting on my nightstand underneath a pack of Oreo thins. (laughs) So I'm one step closer to reading the book than I was before I picked it up. But life is, life. be life and, and you're right. It is. I Someone tell me what to eat, but also no one is the boss of me. And I just, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know. I don't know. Sharina says she is typing with all of her fingers and all of her might. Um, Baby Fat says, I'm so happy you came on today. I love you, girl. Love you too. T. Watson says, come on law school. I just had my graduation Saturday. Finished my PhD at 29. Pray for me, y'all. It's been a journey. Congratulations. Okay, so listen. Let's get into these rescues. Rescue Eve. We take a moment. Um, hold on. I'm gonna sound like Shanice on this keyboard, but they dropped the food off. Will you check the door for me to see if the... Okay, wow, everything's fine. Um, <laughs> Okay, listen. Jaleesa says, I ate a salad just now, then ate a bowl of chips. How, that's This is what I'm saying. Like, is that not balance? Like, I hate to be an enabler, but is that not balance? Like, I ate a salad and then just ate a bowl of chips. Okay, so maybe it's not ideal, right? But at least you're one step... Well, you could have just ate chips. You could have had a sandwich and chips, but at least you... Ate the salad. Next time, maybe it's half a bowl of chips. I'm trying to not be such an extremist. And I hope when I finish the book that I'm going to get there. Okay, anywho, listen here. Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve is when we take some time and see what's happening on the highways and byways. Who has been cutting up while I've been gone? Things that we want to know. Kwanzaa says the salad canceled out the chips. Huh? <laughs> By canceled out, do you mean balance? Huh? Uh, Taquana says double stuffed Oreos, LOL. No, it's Oreo. Thin. I Let me tell you something. I think regular Oreos and double stuffed Oreos are sin, I do. I think there's too much stuff on the inside. Them Oreo thins are the perfect ratio of cookie and cream. And I don't need that. Like them jelly filled. Don- I don't eat stuff with stuff in it. Like jelly filled donuts, not my ministry. Ugh, them chocolates that have stuff. Mm-mm. Listen, I'm the kind of person. I don't like surprises, okay? What I see is what I need to get. Don't surprise me. This applies for chocolate and relationships and friendships and business deals. If this is what you presented, me this better be what i get because if i open it and use some type of raspberry filling use some type of caramel filling then you lied to me because you look like solid milk chocolate you see what i'm saying i don't play them valentine's chocolate games i don't do that okay um but yeah, so Oreo thins, <laughs> not 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 double stuff Oreos. Um, Ashley says, SJR did that whisper that your mama did when you were in trouble in front of God and everybody laughed. <laughs> Everything's fine. Okay, listen. All right. So um, Noel says, double stuff is the way to go. No, let's not create. Let's just let's just call them Oreos and whatever Oreos mean to you, you just allow that to be your word. Because for me, Oreos mean the thins. And that's that's what I got. This podcast is brought to you by Noom. Okay, listen, we missed out on the summer bodies, but I hear that fall bodies is where it's at. Okay, but when you're trying to get healthier, we tend to think of things like we need to hold off on the pasta or we need to focus on giving ourselves more of what our body needs. But what I love about Noom is that it is a psychology-based approach to help us change our mindset for good because building better habits means a more sustainable journey to better health. I love Noom. I've talked about it over and over again. I love that they ask us the important questions. When do you find yourself binge eating? When do you find yourself drawn to bad things. What is your sleep schedule like? What is it that you enjoy eating? What is it that you don't enjoy eating? This is about your habits, understanding who you are so that you can set up goals that are actually attainable. So some of the things that I've changed since using Noom is just understanding why I do the things that I do. I shop a lot better. I understand my cravings. I don't see food as good or bad. I see it as necessary. And that has helped me to not overindulge. A healthier life doesn't mean sticking to someone else's strict rules. It means having more knowledge to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach focuses on why instead of what to help you change your relationship with food. There's no need to fear ruining the whole program with one day off. Noom will help you get back on track. All you need is 10 minutes a day. Noom fits into your life on your terms. No grueling early mornings or huge chunks out of your day. Start building better habits for healthier, long-term results, sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Evolve. That's noo dot slash Evolve. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Rescue Eve. Y'all, okay. I'm, I don't know what to say, but yeah, I think people are going to judge me, but this is, this is all right. It's all right. I'm going to dive in anyway. Um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis shared some thoughts about bathing. And when they... Share these thoughts about bathing. They were met with some some criticism and some judgment. Rescue Eve, if you're like listening for the first time or you've forgotten in the month that we've had off because you like, what is this show about? You haven't listened in a while. We see people who are being judged in the news and in the media, and we say, judgment is not our place. What is a better way that we could like look at this thing to keep from being so judgmental? So Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kuna share. Their children's bathing habits. First of all, they said that they don't really bathe every day. Um, Mila Kunis says, I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower much anyway. But when I had children, I also didn't wash them every day. I wasn't that parent that bathed my newborns ever. Kutcher then acknowledged that there is no point in bathing children unless they are visibly dirty with the actor revealing that he himself just uses soap and water on his armpits and crotch daily, but nothing else ever. Okay, so when you read that part of it, sure. Some people are like, that's fine. That's what I do. Other people are using the N-word and they're calling people nasty. And, you know, I think we should try and rescue them because the American Academy of Dermatology says that children age six to 11 um, taking a daily bath is fine. However, children in that age group may not need a daily bath. I have a six and an 11 year old. I know my hand to the Bible. Mackenzie need a shower on J- on every day. On every day. she She's not, I don't know which children, they talking about don't need a bath every day, but I know Mackenzie need a bath every day. Now I'm going to tell you, McK- Ella's a little bit more delicate and I've been bathing her every day, but I feel a freedom in my spirit. This is giving go directly to bedtime to me. You know, that whole bed bath routine, it's giving go straight to bed. What say ye delegation? Can we rescue them? At the end of the day, they say that your skin produces natural oils and stuff and that you should keep them in your body and so um, you don't have to bathe every day I need a shower sometimes two of them and can <laughs> see this is why the more I eat them Oreo things I be like you can't just when things when God enlarges your territory you got to make sure things stay fresh and dry you know what I'm saying you can't just when because it's more it's more of you to clean and I just I don't know what delegation what's that Margaret says nope 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 Brianna says like this if you don't bathe every day promise I won't block you <laughs> Taquana said oh I'm side eyeing them especially since COVID is a thing Alina says not bathing just nasty I'll rescue and drop them in a bathtub with a bar of soap. Cardi says, man, they got a bath. They got to bathe." No rescue. Lucy Lou says, no, Sarah, we not saving the rich from not using water. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> LT Baby says, Lovey had me rolling on this topic. Lovey did a whole thing on Instagram and it was great. Margaret says, girl, don't sleep on a Boston, oh, <laughs> a Boston cream donut. Um, guys. Are we, Natalie says my West Indian parents went off, child. Do you remember when your grandmother used to give you a bath with the just the cheapest Dollar Tree wash rag holes in it? And I mean a scrub. I mean circular motions all up on your body in between your toes. Shout out to people whose parents used to really bathe them. Like where there was a ring around the bathtub because they said it won't be my child. Not today. My parents take bathing very seriously. And um, um, you know, but I don't know. Are we getting it wrong? Can we rescue? I don't know. Tell me. Christian says, waving my washcloth like a prayer cloth. Go, babe. <laughs> Frederica says nope. Let them sit in the water for a while. They need it. Then we're gonna throw them a throw them some soap in a rope. Do we? Oh, we will rescue them with soap on a rope. I love this idea. I was watching someone talk about this for Fox Five, Washington, DC, and there were two black women, a black man and a white woman. And you could tell she was visibly a little uncomfortable about this subject coming up between them. And they were asking, Do you use a washcloth or a loofah? and one black woman was like, I use a washcloth. And the other one was like, yeah, I use a washcloth and a loofah. And the white woman was like, okay, I just, I use bar soap with my hand. And they and then the black man was like, I use a washcloth. And like, you could tell that she wasn't even sure if she should enter the chat with her bar soap hand. First of all, the way that they presented bar soap to us on the commercials was bar soap in a hand. Y'all remember seeing the man with the hand in the bar soap? But I am still committed to washcloths. Have we? Is there something about us in our community? Is this a black thing? I don't understand. Is the bathing every day with a washcloth and the scrubbing, is it a black thing? Is it going back to the ancestors having to be in the field and in the mud and in the dirt? And so a bath really meant something to us. I'm honestly like, I don't mean to make this Black History Month or a dissection piece. But I'm just saying, like, why is bathing so much more important to us? Is it so much more important to us? White people, can you help me? I, I need to understand. Is it? Help me. Uh, Till and says, Ain't nobody smelling like their kids but them. Miss Ross says, No rescue. The whole household smelling like outside. <laughs> Do y'all know that smelling like outside is not actually like something that you can smell like? <laughs> Like, evidently, when I said something about Ella smelling like outside, like someone overheard me and they were like, what does that even mean? It it means you smell like nature and forest and dirt and wood, okay? And not like soap. I don't know. Help me to understand. Alexis says they need to marinate in the tub. Dominique says rescue their bathtub from not getting used. All right. Amanda says, "Uh, uh, SJR, don't force things. This is a clear no risk. All right. I tried. A little bit I tried. but also I didn't try. Um, So it's a no rescue. It's giving a strong no-rescue. Not even with the soap on the rope. I think even with the soap on the rope, maybe. Margaret says, yes, There, even we in Africa use washcloths. Okay, so... <laughs> CC says, it's extra security with the washcloth. Lillian says, I remember, but a washcloth feels so good. The scrub is not... The scrub, it's exfoliation. It's everything. Um, Parashup says, washcloths cannot be cultural. <laughs> Tawana says, it's a black thing. It must be a black... I don't know. it's gotta be right Kathy says "Rescue my eczema baby could not handle daily bathing with something no for real when I did see the American uh, dermatology folks said that they may not need baths Ella has eczema and you know I told y'all about that Olay has been clearing it up but I'm wondering like I'm like maybe I'm drying her skin out with these baths I don't know because after we give her a bath I use Eucerin and Burt's Bees to make sure her skin stays moisturized but one thing she's gonna do is get in that tub if you don't get in the tub though, like you're out in the elements and pollution and nasty. So like, can you just not bathe and live in the world? Like, I understand you didn't bathe and you sat at home all day and didn't go outside maybe. But like, how do you not bathe and live in the world? Like, are you, is that okay? What do you do when you don't bathe your child? Do you wipe them down? (sighs) I need a parenting class. The feelings box, the feelings box. I don't know if it can help me with this. Keisha says it's a non-white thing. Okay. All right. I guess that's in. Aliyah says it's definitely a black thing. Ashley says do they at least do them little garden tool baths <laughs> or, or wash ups, bird baths. Did I miss that part? They didn't know. Well, Ashton Kutcher does. If you guys are unfamiliar with Ashley Tate is referring to, is that a black thing to say whole baths? Yeah, I don't know. I never lived nowhere else. <laughs> all I, Black is all I ever been my whole life. But in my household, they would be like, if you're not going to take, go, at least go take a whole bath before church, before the next service. We got to go to church tonight, go take a whole bath. And you're probably thinking to yourself, what is a whole bath? Um, wow, this is why. <laughs> when, you, I don't want to define that. Google it, <laughs> Google it. You take a washcloth and some soap and some water in your sink, and you hit the hot spots—the four corners of the earth—a bird bath. But do you say bird bath or do you say whole bath? You say bird bath. Oh, really? You did you ever say whole bath? You never said whole bath. Your mom called my. Oh, whole bath is all I know. What about you? Whole bath is all I know. Wow. For uh, I started calling them a French bath with Ella for some reason. She's a fancy hoe. No. <laughs> <laughs> the French bath fancy hoe. Fancy. I don't know, but can I call you back? I'm at work. <laughs> can I call you back? Brianna says Shaw so says if Sha is so Sha is cultured. She's got her biology degree. She talking about bird bath. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Margaret says, I've taken such a bath. We call it a dry bath in our house, but it's a little bit of water in it. <laughs> it's a little bit of water. Um, Regal says, Oh, bird bath is so sweet. Yana says an H-word bath. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said H. I sh- I probably should have said H word. Nessie said we said whole bath. Whole bath is all I know. Tanya says, Girl, no, you ain't saying the whole bath I'm, I oh I and then it's in the comments, so I'm reading it again. Alexis says, give us the definition. We're out here now. I, we're out here now. goose says, how do you not bathe and live in the world? there are good questions that need to be answered. Okay. All right. <laughs> Adele says, we call it funky sharp. <laughs> I know somebody who stays Funky Sharp. And if this is a thing, we need to call it Funky Sharp. Okay, all right, let's move on to the next thing. Dang, y'all up here talking about stuff all the time and just move on, okay? Um, All right, listen. (laughs) Sharon says, I was confused with the whole bath. Sharon, I didn't know that there was something else to call it, okay? I just, this is all I know. Oh, favor says, wash up for the one. Wash up is a good in-between between between whole bath and bird bath. (laughs) (laughs) was just yeah that's because it's honey all right but listen okay here we go moving on moving on because I'm out here. I done said whole bath and we only just a few minutes into this. Um, Alexis and I ain't never called it a bird bath. I ain't a bird but I'm not a garden tool either. It's a wash up. All right. Next rescue. Uh, we have been triggered. <laughs> um, you all we have been triggered. Juvenile Manny Fresh and Mia X released a song that triggered so many of us to go back to a time in our lives where uh, drop you know for the 99s and the 2000s. And when I say 99s and the 2000s Somebody's spirit already quickened Somebody already got whiplash Okay This one here For 99 to 2000 Um, But instead of saying Back that thing up For some reason The Saints are saying Vax that thing up And you know Do we want to rescue them For trying to push the vaccine on us In such a way that now we're triggered Back to the days in which we needed Whole baths (laughs) (laughs) do we do we want vax that thing up if y'all want to tell folks to get vaccinated that's one thing but vax that thing up but we should rescue them any way to get the message across because how how would we we wouldn't even be talking about it if they didn't take this memory of our childhood and, and desecrate it in such a way I don't know um I don't know. Tell me, what do you all think? Should we rescue them? Raven says, so I'm throwing it back while getting my vaccine. We're a little confused. <laughs> We're li- Jay Nicole says, child, not me shaking a little when I heard that. Because that song is triggering. Some of us cannot, some of us are trying to have a saved girl summer. And you cannot put the back that thing up, track up and say, Vax that thing up. We're confused. Are we being responsible humans or are we going back to the days in which we was going back to them days? We don't know. Um, But you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we rescue? Brianna says, just when I thought there couldn't be anything worse. (laughs) Timmy says, I'm with it. Vax that thing up. I'm not comfortable with Vax that thing up becoming a thing, but I do think we should rescue them, but I also don't think we should rescue them. Noah says, Vax that thing up. Who approved? Who was listening This is an interesting exploration. Who was listening to back that thing up and was like, you know what? vax that thing like who connected those dots we need to talk because it's not <laughs> it's not okay our hanging says every time you say, say every time you say Sarah I'm crying uh oh Google says Shanice giggling in the background I know what's happening Sharice says not nah, SJR they belong outside with Ash. no rescue no rescue for vax that thing Stephanie says girl who is you playing with first of all that song what was wrong with us twerking wasn't even what it's called on today but back then thing up had a moment in history let's not mess with history <laughs> history doesn't always need to repeat itself um ariel says no rescue shutting down kwanzaa says yes rescue rescue it's mama mia Ashley says i'm sick of these fires starting to look like pre bitch which flyers? Is- oh <laughs> The Vax That Thing Up flyer, they do. I hate seeing some flyers, uh, flyers though because I immediately, when I see them on Instagram, I'm like, oh, did they pass? in? they're like, no, they just performed at South Beach this weekend. Okay, whew, because they put them up there. It's italicized, it's gold, it's whew, you know, my, clutch my pearls, okay? Jacqueline says, I watched it about four times trying to make sure that's what they were saying. They are saying, Vax That Thing Up. Is this a rescue? Is this a rescue? Cynthia says, nope, they should have kept it in the 99s and 2000s. No rescue. Cece Casimir says, I'm giving. I love God. Do you love God? What's wrong with it? Oh, it's giving. I love God. You're right. That's what it's giving. That's what it needs to give. Miss Panther Jones says, no, do not rescue. Should have been a message for STD preden- prevention. Hmm. Now that's a take on it. <laughs> that's a take on it. Um... Okay, so Talon says, "Girl, that makes me want to go back to the skating rink in the '90s." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, rescue. The skating rink was the club. I I remember. I think it was called the the Skadium in Arlington, Arlington, Texas. Dallas, stand up. Um, the Skadium. I think that's what it was called. We used to beg if we could go to the skating rink to 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 do what? To do what? Just experience the club on our level. And let me tell you something. This skating can't even skate. Right now, if you I can rollerblade, but I can't even skate. But I wasn't going to put on skates. But I was going to see to to do missionary work now. Is anyone here like to come to the Parks House of Dallas? Anyway, listen, I used to love going to the skating rink. It was a moment. Frederick says, I would still dance to it. Amen. And Cashier says, Esher smiling a little too hard over there. What kind of flashing are you having? Says, a time, a time, a time. Aaron says, so Use a big, fine woman. Won't you back that thing up? <laughs> I like it. I like that song. I don't like to back that thing up. It's triggering. Um. So are we rescuing Kimberly says, I cringe when I hear it, amen. So Alexis says, I want to save them just because it's them, but keep Vax That Thing Up outside. Like we will save you, but you got to keep the song outside. If you want to come up with a new song, you can come up with a new song, but let's leave Vax That Thing Up back into the past where we left it, okay? That's all I'm saying. Lovely says, Arlington, yes, in my days. What's up, Arlington, in the building? Tiffany says, such a breath of fresh air. Oh, to see you live right now. I love it. Thank you, guys. Uh, Davida says, I was going to the skating rink, wasn't doing any skating. Not a lick of skating. If I would have been skating at the skating rink, maybe I wouldn't struggle with exercising right now. <laughs> <laughs> But I was going to the skating rink to see what I could see and to be seen, most importantly, and to be seen. What can I see and can I be seen? But God, who was faithful, amen. All right. So we're not doing back to that thing up. Stephanie says, rescue. It may help someone. Raven says, yes, Friday nights indeed. You know, says after dark, you would take them skates off and dance. That's so, all. Let me say, I'm pretty sure that the place that we used to go to in Arlington got shut down because I'm pretty sure there was a shooting there, but that's... No, not all right. (laughs) I got to stop saying that's all right to everything because it's not always all right. This July, I have been spending so much more time with my girls, and when the month first started, my imagination muscle was weak. I am glad to announce we are now in August, and my imagination muscle is probably stronger than it has ever been. There is nothing like being free to go into this land of make-believe and wonder where literally anything is possible, and that is the beauty of what American Girl is offering little children everywhere with the bitty baby. Ella got her bitty baby in July Perfect. Timing for us as we were having all of this mother daughter time, and she absolutely fell in love the moment that it was in her hand. Every child loves to play pretend, and parents know the stories children act out help shape the person they grow to be. I've learned so much more about Ella and how she talks about her babies, how she disciplines them, how she has fun with them. It's teaching me so much about what the world looks like from her world. When we got the bitty baby, though, we opened up the stroller. First of all, it looks like a real, actual stroller, like it looks like something that. That a real baby can go in. Um, but she loved it so much. She's got this little black baby that looks just like her and it's so squeezable and lovable. You'll love it too. You can customize the dolls, accessories, and outfits to encourage her to act out moments of kindness and care. This year, Bitty Baby is getting a whole new look with new designs and colors plus matching clothes for girls so she can coordinate her look. I just have to warn you though that the kids start taking the Bitty Baby very seriously. I left the baby on the kitchen counter and, and Ella literally told me, she's like, would you just leave your Your baby on the counter? I'm like, yes, I left you on the counter plenty of times. Look at you, you're fine. Bitty Baby offers an array of playtime combinations that offer unique nurturing and grows imagination. Teach her that kindness is the ultimate gift with Bitty Baby. You can get an exclusive one time offer of 15% off your order of Bitty Baby products with promo code evolve at americangirl.com that's americangirl.com promo code evolve exclusions include 18 inch dolls courtney arcade and bitty baby furniture see americangirl.com slash bb podcast for details okay this is the last rescue i'm going to submit for the delegation you have shut down two of them okay You shut down two of them, and I'm just hoping that this last one, that we as women can come together and do what needs to be done for the sake of our sister. My last rescue is of a young woman who was on a most wanted list, okay, The Tulsa Police Department posted about one of their most wanted suspects looking for information. Then the suspect commented on the Facebook post herself, ultimately leading to her arrest okay this is what happened on Wednesday the police department posted about Lorraine Graves who is charged with being an accessory to murder the department was looking for information on Graves who was suspected to be involved in the murder of Eric Graves Eric Graves was shot and killed okay this is the full thing however the department was looking for Lorraine Graves let me tell you they said that they would give a reward for finding her and Lorraine commented and says where's the reward money at Just probably not a shining moment, but nor is allegedly those crimes. In my head, I felt like this rescue was going to go a lot better. But after reading what she's allegedly wanted for, it's giving no rescue. (laughs) I just... This is what I will say before I read the full headline story and had to deliver it to you all instead of playing it out in my head. This is what I'm going to say. Sometimes you don't know your own worth. And maybe she saw how much money they was willing to give for her, and she says, wow, I didn't know my own worth. And and then she said, wow, here I am. Where's <laughs> where's." where's the reward at for me. I am if I am the reward and there is a reward connected to me, where is the reward? Maybe she was caught by surprise. Maybe she was prepared to be in hiding for a long time, but then when she realized that she was worth so much. I stopped laughing. She was like, you know, <sighs> wow. So I guess, I guess it's a no rescue day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess it's a no. Yeah, when I read it, when I read it, I couldn't rescue the way I wanted to rescue because, um, she okay, so no. All right. Well, this is nice and awkward, but everything's fine. Um, Shantina says free her. She's innocent. Dear says free her and rescue her. She's so funny. She needed bail. What is happening? Jasmine says no rescue next. Days old. Dabby says, Oh no. Why, why, why? CM says that pick. If you guys haven't seen the pick of her, she does look like Y'all got me. I ain't even gonna lie. Y'all got me. Um, I don't know. Google says that picture though. We can't, we can't concentrate on the story SJR. Sorry. I tried. I don't know. Adulthood says I'm holding in my lap. Like I'm in the room. (laughs) I just, it's, it sounded. I don't know what happens. Things sound a whole lot better in my head until I have to present them. I could never be a lawyer because I would just have my whole case in my head, and then when it was time to deliver, I would fail. Um, Lisa says, "Save her." Aliyah says, are trying to make a way out of no way with this stress. <laughs> Patrick says, "Who picked this topic?" I think it was me, Patrick, but I can agree with you that I've had better moments. Maybe we should rescue me for for the rescue. I've had I've had better better moments. Um, um, What? Okay. I don't, (laughs) I hate to be unprofessional, but I'm already unprofessional (laughs) with this. They they tried to drop the food, but they said they couldn't drop the food. I'm going to give you my phone real fast and maybe we can try and figure it out. Can I? My kids are at work with me and I tried to order them lunch. I don't know if we can contact them. Everything's fine. Okay. <sighs> okay. Nicole says, It's all a no for me. Robin says, Well, God help the people. What? No rescue. Some people need to go back to class. No rescue. All right. Well, all you can do is try. All you can do is try. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And today I've taken a lot of L's But you know what, it's Hail Mary time And with Hail Mary I know I won't lose Um, And sometimes we even have Hail Josephs in there and I know I won't lose Those, this is what I want to say unto thee Is this, okay First of all, Simone Biles not the one or the two, only the me, not three. You see what I'm saying? Dropped a hot little bar for you right there, okay? Because don't count on me to be in the lineup when I am only going to be me. Simone Biles, you are out here flexing for us and you didn't even get on the bars or the mat to do it. And we salute you, queen, for putting your mental health first, okay? That's what we love. We love that, okay? Hail Mary, though. Hail Joseph, too. A few people who have made their way, way into the news. Atlanta teens become first black female duo to win Harvard's debate competition. For the very first time, a pair of black female debate partners were named the champions of Harvard University's annual summer debate competition. Imani Stanton, 17, and Jayla Jackson, 16, took home the win after facing off against more than 100 other debaters from around the world and going undefeated for all 10 rounds according to the harvard debate council diversity project let me tell you something imani and jayla said we come from a lineage of just black folks who know how to debate i just they said listen something happened these black girls were like listen debate us got it It says, the bar has been raised and that's a good thing for people and for girls of color all around the world. Jackson, a rising junior at Holy Innocence Episcopal School in Atlanta told NBC affiliate WXIA, it's still mind blowing for us. We went in there and we did it. Y'all better queen. Y'all, I mean, I love it. I love it so much, okay? Um, The program, uh, each summer, Harvard hosts a residency and debate competition for students. And for the past four years, the Harvard Debate Council Council Diversity Project has been recruiting and training black youth from the Atlanta area to compete. I love it. We like to argue anyway. We might as well become very good at debating different subjects and topics and then going in there and doing what needs to be done, okay? Jay Nicole says, and they'll do it again and again. Amber says, yes, I heard about them. Just phenomenal. Jamie says, I love this story. Lillian says, that's what's up. They look like they cussed everyone out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Imagine that, Angel says. A lot of sports people minding their mental health. Yes, we love that indeed. And um, Tiki says, yeah, my daughter is a debate. And she wants to go to Harvard. Blessings to them and blessings to your daughter as she pursues this journey. As she can see, if she's exposed to it, it means that it can happen for her. So big ups to her. We thank you for putting in the work so that we can all be inspired. Okay, our next Hail Mary, the leading ladies of logistics are on a mission to help women excel in the $800 billion trucking industry. When it comes to the $800 billion trucking industry, women are often left out of the conversation. The leading ladies of logistics are using their platform to change this. Samantha Smith, Tawana Randall, Tristan Simmons, and Vanessa Gant created their created the organization to not only empower women of the transportation and logis- logistics industries, but to also educate and create opportunities for them. I was just looking to connect with other women in the industry that either had trucking companies or worked with dispatch or broker. Freight said Smith in an exclusive interview with Afrotech. It's definitely more of a value when you have everyone that can collectively come together and provide different pieces of industry and different types of value from the industry and then mentor other women who wish to join the trucking industry. My sister in love, Larissa, has a dream in her heart to join the trucking industry. She has always talked about this dream before she and my brother even got together. And I think there's a lot to be learned here. So if you are a woman, don't just just be limited to entrepreneurship that you have seen or have been exposed to. There's something to be said about women in this industry. Uh, The women said, we are the minority in transportation. It is male dominated. So anything that we can do do to prepare ourselves to be able to make sure that our businesses are sustainable is definitely a plus for us. So we love it. Big ups to them. Erica says, they better do that. We can do it all. Uh, Amber, hold on. What's that Amber? Yeah, Amber says, my sense of direction wouldn't qualify me for that. When I say I'm going to need a little GPS, (laughs) if it's going to happen, I'm not saying I can't do it. I'm just saying I'm going to need a little (laughs) GPS. I've been (laughs) with the girls. Y'all, I have a spending... Every day with my girls and I'm just tired of acronyms. They be asking how to spell stuff like P.M. And I'm like, pum, you going to bed at eight, pum. (laughs) Everything's fine. It's funny to me and them sometimes. Okay. So that's all right. Monique says, yes, brilliant beauty, (laughs) Elaine. Oh, she's talking about the sisters. Thankful Queen says, yes, I'm going to need some GPS, though, in order to make it happen. And there is nothing wrong with that. Okay, Uh, let's see. Jamie says I know that's right y'all better do it making history and changing the future we love it okay so our last Hail Mary Hail Mary Dr. K. Marie King was recently appointed to serve as the chair of the Department of Surgery and Chief of Surgery at Albany Medical Center making her the first black woman to sit at the helm of a surgery division at an academic health science center in the United States Dr. King who currently serves as Chief of Surgery and Medical Director for Surgical Quality at Grady Memorial Hospital and a professor at Morehouse School of Medicine, has dedicated her career to advancing medical research surrounding pancreatic and liver cancers. The Washington University alum who served in the United States Army did her residency training in general surgery at the University of Pittsburgh and earned a master's master's degree in biomedical science at the Minnesota-based Mayo Clinic. Let me tell you, sis said... One thing about me is I know what I'm talking about. I bet she loves it to whom it may concern, email. I bet she loves and uh, as the research suggests, email. Because she went to what school to get it done, Okay. Dr. King took to Twitter to express her excitement about her new role. Words cannot express how delighted I am today of the announcement to lead the Department of Surgery at Albany Med. The connection I felt with everyone I met made it seem ordained. Come on ordained. Before I formed you, I knew you. I sanctified you. I ordained you, okay? I am humbled by the honor and am filled with gratitude. Thank you all for celebrating with me. What's up, Dr. King? We love it. Thank you so much for your inspiration. When your life becomes inspiration, that is what I'm talking about, and that's what she's doing. Um, Kelly says, black queens out here doing the daggone thing. Amber says, wow, they need to be on the front page of the newspapers. And Balancis says, black excellence. We love it. Erica says, glory, glory, glory. That's what I'm talking about. Hail Mary, doctor. I love it. Uh, Google says, makes me sad that in 2021, we are still having first black woman or first woman too, kind of sad. It is kind of sad, but this is where we're living. So we got to just keep, keep on pushing, making sure that we're first or... Um, paving the way so, so that someone else doesn't have to be first. Being first is amazing, but making sure that someone else doesn't have to be first is even more beautiful. So I love that. Oh, I see you, Elaine. Actually, I'm speaking on the Women driver. My bad. The comments came out of order, so please forgive me. Um, advice questions. Just so you know, I do have ads. I'm just putting them in at the end. So don't worry about this. If you're wondering where are the transitions, where are the ads? It's all right. I got you. Okay. Okay, so our number one advice question says, good day, Pastor Sarah, Shanice, and the delegation. I need some guidance on a personal matter, and I think you guys can help me. After watching The Undoing by SJR this past week, it got me thinking of an area in my life where I need God to strengthen me to start again. That area is in romantic relationships. Growing up, I never wanted to get married because I saw all the bad examples of marriage before me, including, my parents and even though they are still married they are not happy and my mother is only staying because of my 10 year old little sister by the way i'm 21 i kind of changed my mind when i started seeing people do relationships in a healthy way online mostly pastors and their wives but i don't know most of them personally so i'm not sure if their happiness is legit Also, I became independent at 18 and recently just bought a car. So basically, everyone is always asking about my relationship status, hoping I'll get married soon. I'm from South Africa, so the pressure is real, but I'm not interested, at least not yet. So my question is, how do I... How do I let go of the fear of failed relationships, not necessarily mine, since I've never really been in one, and embrace what I feel God is calling me to, which is marriage? I know this is beyond me. If I do this right, I'll be fighting for my future kids and everyone connected to me. But if I succumb to the fear, I might not live out the life God wants me to live fully. This is a great question, Um, I know a lot of people who have changed their position on relationships as a result of just doing work themselves or realizing that they created a boundary and a standard that was set on something that was ultimately a negative experience. When we have a negative experience and we create a boundary or a standard or a limitation based on a negative experience, we have to question, did I set this expectation because I had an experience that inspired me to make sure that this doesn't happen in my own life. For instance, with a bad relationship. Um, We see this all the time. Like you go through a heartbreak and you're like, I'm never going to date again, right? You move to a new job and you're like, I'll never apply for this job again. You start a business, it doesn't work out. You're like, I'll never start a business again. And we end up letting failure dictate our future possibilities. When failure dictates your future possibilities, you're always going to find yourself ultimately frustrated because you know, the standard I have in place is rooted in failure and not in faith. Anytime we have something that's not rooted in faith, it's going to continue to come up in our life as an area that we need to investigate, reprocess until we can live from a space of faith. It sounds like you're doing that. So congratulations on living in this space of faith. What I would say to you when you talk about like, how do I get to a place where I can be open to marriage and really begin to embrace what I feel God is calling me to is simply this. You are going from I never want to be in a marriage and a relationship to now I believe God is calling me to marriage. There are steps in between. And I think to really focus on the steps in between is to say that I don't necessarily want to turn into someone who's now looking for my husband and every man that I meet, but rather to come to a place where I'm simply open to it. (laughs) Being open is a powerful, powerful gift that we can give ourselves. That in a place where I once felt limited, in a place where I once felt restricted, I can now breathe in the reality that I'm open to this. I'm open to writing a book. At first, First, I thought I'd never tell my story, but I'm open to writing a book now. I'm open to a relationship. Yes, I went through a heartbreak, but now I've rebounded from the space of I'll never do it again to I'm open to it. And to live in this space of openness, God is vast. Everything that God has created from the mountains, the oceans, the earth, the people who live in the earth are vast. And we are these extensive creations that are meant to live in big open spaces. And when our fear begins to limit us, then we do not experience the vastness of God especially as it relates to God's love. So love yourself enough to be open to whatever God has for you, not just in relationships but in any and everything. Live in that space of openness and not need. I think my fear is that you will become needy and desperate for it because you've just gone from one extreme to the next. But give yourself patience and peace as you just become open to what God will want what to what God wants to do in your life that may not look like what you've seen. Cherie says, sis got time, but maybe her culture thinks she's running out of time. Yeah, you're 21. <laughs> that's another thing. Erica says, 21. It will work itself out in five years, sis. She has time. You do have time. Jay Melissa says, I'm open and expecting for God to allow my Boaz to locate me. Marie says, since I thought you weren't going to preach today, come, <laughs> come on now. That's good. Caché says, we ain't tired. They still picking their relationship questions, but we, the delegation, um, are uh, Aaron says, standards should be rooted on faith, not failure. Jesus says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Focus on your healing. In addition, that fear is just an attack from the enemy. God is for family. Margaret says, oh, looking for a husband in every man one meets. That's it. That's that's the thing that happens to us when we become so open that we say, Listen now I'm I'm waiting. (laughs) Jaleesa says, wait, how old is sis? 18. Man, I don't want to say much because maybe South Africa culture is different, but sis, you got lots of life to to live. Take your time, take your time, take your time. We hear that over and over again. Thankful says, see this right here is why I love and miss this show so much. I am in that same space. Love this. Love it for you all. Sydney Maze says, be open. Let's get into the next question. Um, uh, wait I want to read Ashley Tate's comment because it's really helpful it says if you've witnessed both toxic and healthy one question is what are you willing to work to hold on to it takes work to prevent toxic and produce healthy choice is yours if you've been listening to this podcast and you find yourself triggered either by the parental experiences that you've had, mommy issues, daddy issues, or maybe just relationship and romance. There's a whole gamut of issues that we all face and you need some help navigating them. I want to tell you about something that has become such a great help for me on my journey, and that is BetterHelp. If you're trying to figure out what interferes with your happiness, what interferes with you feeling and being free to express your emotions, then BetterHelp can help you. You can connect in a safe and private online environment to a licensed professional through BetterHelp. I love Saying this but Dr. Anita was once a BetterHelp counselor. That just gives you an idea of the types of people who are on there. It's not self help, this is professional counseling, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Send a message to your counselor at any time. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There are licensed professional Counselors who are specialized in depression, anxiety, sleeping, anger, self-esteem, stress, relationships, trauma, you name it, BetterHelp has you covered. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com evolve. Join over one million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelpcom evolve. Okay. Our next advice question says I am nearly forty five years old and never knew who my biological father was, not even his name until recently when we matched after I did a test through ancestry DNA. That's crazy. We've talked on the phone a few times and have plans to do another test, then meet if the results are the same. My issue is he was not around because he never knew about me. My biological mother lied to me when I first asked her over 20 years ago and said he denied the baby was his. Every other time I'd ask her, she would brush me off or say she didn't feel comfortable telling me who he was. Now that I've gotten the DNA results, she admitted that it was one of two guys and she never told him. I experienced a lot of trauma and poverty in my childhood that carried over to major depression and anxiety in adulthood. And now I can't help but wonder how different my life would have been if he had been allowed to be a part of it. He seems to be financially and emotionally stable and very caring, none of which my mother was. She didn't even raise me herself, my aunt, her sister did. I had a lot of inner turmoil over the years wondering what was so wrong with me that neither parent wanted me, only to now find out that that was not the case. This is also causing me to feel a bit of resentment toward my mother, which I struggle with because she and I are finally in a decent place in our relationship, which just happened about 10 years ago. Not sure what my actual question is, I just need help, please. And thank you. First of all, that had to have been so much for you to just release. So thank you. No pressure to find a question because I can see how someone going through what you're experiencing right now may just need to release, feel related to, and hopefully come to a place of relief. When I was reading Your question, I couldn't help but think that at 45 years old that you've had these circumstances that are ultimately making you feel like a little girl again. And you have to acknowledge that, that this is something that the little girl in me either hasn't healed from or is now being wounded again by. We put so much pressure on ourselves when we become adults that like certain things shouldn't affect us because it happened in our childhood. But the truth is that we as adults are walking around with the wounded soul of our childhood experiences. And if we're lucky and blessed and we open our hearts up and surrender and sacrifice, we experience God's insight and perspective over what we called a wound, right? I think that's what peeling is, honestly. Healing is when we receive God's perspective on what was a wound in our life. God's perspective will say to us, yes, you didn't have your father in your life, but because I knew that you were going to experience this deficit, I allowed for there to be addition in your life from your aunt, addition in your life from people who could handle your soul and handle who you are. And that came from your teachers and your grandfather Uh, When we receive God's perspective, it can be very healing for us because what it teaches and communicates to our soul is, yes, I didn't have it, but God didn't leave me without anything at all. And so I think that the child in you is being rewounded, perhaps being exposed in a fresh new way. And I think you've got to honor that child, that you've got to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a child about this experience. And this is something that therapists use all of the time, which, by the way, sis, you're going to need some therapy for this one. This is going to be more than just an advice question. You're going to need some therapy for this one. But when you're being re-triggered and rewounded, I would suggest that you would say like, what would I say to a child who was going through this? Um, it's okay. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay for you to have all of these different perspectives of your mother. (laughs) When we have parental relationships, we feel like, you know what? There's only one side of my parent that I can accept. And that is the person who has it all together, who has all the wisdom and makes all the right decisions. As we grow older, we realize that they too are wounded children with adult bodies navigating the world. And it should make us more compassionate because we realized that though they didn't make maybe the best choice for us, it was the best choice based off of what they had to work with externally, emotionally, and mentally. This was the best that they had to offer. Having said that, counseling, 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 it's okay for you to have some some work to go through with your mom, who you knew, who you were able to establish a healthier relationship with 10 years ago. It shifted a bit because you have this new revelation. Both of them can still be true. You just have to add this puzzle piece into the picture of what it means to be her. And then last thing I'm gonna say is this, then I'm gonna see what the delegation says. Allow your dad to love that little girl in you. If that little girl can still be wounded, that little girl can still be healed. And if her dad is in her life and saying, I love you, I want to be a part of your life, don't allow it to just be for this 45-year-old woman who spent most of her life without him. But those moments when that little girl in you was like, if I'd have had a dad, I wouldn't be going through this. You have a dad now. See if you can embrace that, if you can trust that and lean into it so that you're thankful for the time that you have with him now. Ariel says props to her for addressing her maternal wounds instead of maybe being in denial. Maternal wounds are so... So serious. And I want to do more talking about maternal wounds because I feel like we don't talk about them enough and a lot of women have been wounded by them. Gina Green says, Sarah, (laughs) LOL. That's the way Cora says my name. Um, And by maternal wounds, I think not just women, but I know men have been as well. Uh, Sharnay says, so good. Keeping God's perspective at the center. And Kashi says, that's a lot to process. My heart goes out to her. Google says, so true, SJR. We are grown women walking around with wounded child souls um catch a great counselor just anybody can't handle this yeah interview your therapist <laughs> don't, you may be at a space where you're like listen i don't care i just want to go in there and unload but interview your therapist make sure they're qualified to handle your heart Since if you see God's presence, like, do I feel safe here? Do I feel loved here? Do I feel like this is a space where I can open up my heart? Alexandra Marie says, yep, I wrote a letter to my younger self in 2018. And wow, the release and empowerment I felt reaching back to her was amazing monkey says this you have no power over the past but the future still has options try moving forward counseling and getting to know your father sometimes we have to accept not getting the answers we need and <laughs> Jessica says I don't um, insert better help at you know I have a better help ad but I'm going to add it in post <laughs> instead of adding it here LT baby says when I asked God why was my father not present he brought back a time when my father made me very uncomfortable in front of his male friends and it all made sense Please pray. Please pray. That's what I mean about God giving us perspective. And okay, last comment says, Jamie. It's from Jamie. It says, wow, this is from me. Man, can parents keep secrets? I've had so many bombs dropped later in life from my mom. It's amazing. I feel for her. Sending you so much love. I suggest you go through the comments and um and to just check out some of the things that are here in the comment section, a lot of people pouring out their heart, sending you love, helping you to understand that you aren't alone, but also that you can heal from this. And that's, that's important. That's important. Well, it's snack time in the sanctuary. Snack time is a time during the podcast where I just share with you what God is teaching me, what I'm learning, how I'm growing and changing in hopes that it will inspire you. The word for the month is process. And let me tell you, July... July was definitely an empowering month um, in a lot of ways. Okay, so (laughs) I know I didn't podcast last month, but last month's word was empower. And if you watched Hey You, or if you're plugged into our socials, getting our emails, then you know that word is empower. So July 1st hit, right? And July 1st, I'm like, I'm not gonna work at the same pace and rate that I've been working. July 1st hit. And the first thing I did was I packed up the girls, we packed lunches, we went to the park and we played outside. For most of the day, we had a really great day. Um, The first day that I spent with them, though, I realized that, like, man, I have not been present. Like, I have been worried about work, worried about projects, worried about my next message. Like, my life has been coming with so many demands back to back to back that I haven't been present for my girls at this stage in their life. And by being present, I mean like getting to know them. As a parent, it can be so easy to try and make your children like fit in the flow of your life. But to be present is to really get to know where your child is. Like, how are you changing? What's funny to you? What moves you? What hurts you? What makes you cry? And I felt really convicted that I hadn't been present. And um, we've got child care set up and I immediately just kind of let child care know, like, I'm not going to need you all as much as I've needed you. I'm going to spend some time some time with the girls this month because I really feel like it's important for me to be present with them. I preached this message, the undoing, <laughs> and I went from putting childcare on pause through the month of July until I could figure out what I needed to having no child care at all, hence the girls at the office. So I have no child care care at all, but I also have this prayer and this reality that I've been working too much and I need to be more present in my children's life, so no child care, <laughs> needing to be more present. I was empowered though by my truth, like having this reality come into my life that I needed to be more present was empowering for me because I'm like, now I know what to do with my energy. After the book comes out, people are like, what are you gonna do for your next project? What are you gonna do? And I'm like, my next work is are these children is to make sure that they are okay and to make sure that they are developing properly. They're still on summer break, so I'm still trying to figure out this is process. now. We're in August, right? So we're in August, and August word is process. And process is me trying to figure out how do I build my work around my children instead of building my children around my work, which is a beautiful gift to even have the ability to do that. And so I want to be sensitive to what I can do. So, like, there's, they're not in school yet. So, I don't exactly know how much free time I have. This is the one thing I'm doing today. I'm trying to process what I know I'm called to. to and by process, I mean to literally understand the. The steps to lead to this desired outcome of me being more present for them. So <laughs> I see so many people are um, already commented about um, <laughs> about just Congratulations. I'm proud of you. And Lamai says, this is good. Thank you. Um, one of the things that became increasingly clear to me though is that I was going to have to readjust my life so that I can live in the spirit of multiplication. So... Okay, I'm gonna go backwards and I'm gonna go forward and everything's gonna be fine. When I preached the message of the undoing, I talked about God being a God of multiplication. And what I have been doing in my life has been addition. I just keep adding and adding and adding and not seeing how I can multiply what I've already put into the earth to multiply content, to multiply energy instead of just adding things to my plate. And so my prayer for August is that God would reveal to me means and methods in which I can multiply instead of adding? How can I do one thing and allow it to echo in several different places so that I can limit the time that I'm working, but still continue to have the impact of what it is I believe I've been called to do. I've been doing this podcast for almost four years, almost four years, four years. And it has been one of just the most incredible, safest communities that I think Woman Evolve has is <laughs> the place where I get to come and I can be the girl who preaches the undoing or I can be the girl who debates about bird bath b- versus whole bath. <laughs> and um, it's become such an incredible safe space for me, which is why it is so hard for me to come to this place where I realize that I can't continue to do the podcast and the way that I've been doing it, to do it live every week and the pressure connected to it and just the back end stuff. So I'm with you guys for like maybe an hour and a half on the podcast, but there's so much work that goes into creating this moment and to do it every week, to do it in seasons it has been really challenging. And to be honest, like it's it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you know, the girl who preaches the undoing, you know, talking about Hobath is great balance, but not everyone is for me. And sometimes I worry when we start talking about things like is this going to be a sound bite that gets me in trouble? Like it's very stressful to, to do it and to be myself and to make sure that I'm also navigating with wisdom, right? Because I don't want anything to take away from the anointing that is assigned to my life and the glory that is assigned to my life. And I... I'm going to try and figure out a way that I can still podcast, still maintain my connection with you all, but to not do it live the way that I have been doing it. And that's that. And I see the comments coming in. (laughs) I am not breaking up with you all. (laughs) Um, Erica says, don't break up with us. I am not breaking up with you all, um, but I am going to shift. I'm going to change some things. Um, I'm still navigating what that change is going to be. But one thing I know for sure is that I want to still be able to do it with you, that I don't want to do it by myself. And so... There's a lot that I have in my mind about how I can maintain the ability to still do it with you all, like to still have these conversations, to still connect, to still have the laughter and the joy, and to also make sure that I can do it in a way that helps me to take care of the kids and to balance what I'm doing and to kind of do it in batches so that I can record a few episodes at one time and be able to dedicate more time to the kids. As a matter of fact, if you want to help me like co-host whatever the podcast is going to look like next, I would appreciate if you emailed me at com. because in the picture perfect world, I would be able to have like a different member of the delegation co-host the podcast with me once a week um, in a way that we can once again just kind of like keep keep them coming back to back and still have them available on um iTunes and Spotify. So There's a vetting process. There's <laughs> Shanice is going to be receiving the emails. Um and yeah, she said there's a vetting process. She wants me to be clear about that. Nia says maybe once a month. There's something to perhaps once a month doing something. Um yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Hermika says, I enjoy the podcast. I do too. Um, Alexander says, you can't burn yourself out, sis. You poor and poor and poor. We love and appreciate you, but you have so many other priorities. We love you and support you. Your work ethic is out of this world and it's okay to slow down and balance. You deserve that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Okay, so here, here's here's what we're going to do. This is not the last podcast episode, live podcast episode. Next week will be our last live podcast episode, right? So I'm not just pulling the carpet underneath you to all together. I'm going to see if Cora will do a drive-by. I may see if Dr. Anita can do a drive-by. Next week will be the last live podcast episode episode. After that, I am going to do a podcast with you all, the members of the delegation. I want to know about your Eve behavior. I want about you know about I want to hear about you knowing better but not doing better. I want to hear about your Hail Mary moments. We're still gonna have advice, questions. Like I have an idea in my mind of how this can work and still allow us to be connected. Email podcast at womanybob.com if you want to co-host the podcast with me. It's not just gonna be one person. I'm gonna keep a rotation podcast at evolve.com. be a part of it with me and make sure that you are subscribed on on spotify or um, apple podcast so that you can make sure that you still get the podcast i'm just shifting the way i do it but i'm not changing altogether and disappearing from the podcast space so that's it Tasha Ann says, sis, forget them kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that's the energy I'm on. <laughs> Cassie says, look at, looks at my resume with podcast and radio experience. Slide it over to the email. I love that you have the experience, but you don't have to have the experience. All you have to have is a willingness to talk and hee hee and giggle with me and uh, and love on other women with me. Sharina says, you can bring them in the room while you podcast. We will watch them for you. There's no telling what my office looks like right now um it's not just the kids though the kids are the kids are a big part of it for me because I just need to figure out out okay now I'm just talking and whatever but Mackenzie is 11 she's turning 12 this month and I just remember in watching her how much of a change you're going through when you're like body is changing you're more self-conscious but you're still like a kid at heart and like I just don't want other people to raise my children like I want to define for her what womanhood is I want them to be with me I want them to see me working I want them to see me in the kitchen I want them to be exposed to what life looks like from my world Ellis 5 she's at this pivotal age where she really needs direction and redirection <laughs> and boundaries (laughs) because she said stuff to me like, hun, I told you I ate my dinner, hun. It's like, what you're not going to do is call me hun. (laughs) But she just picked up so many things from her siblings and from babysitters that I can tell that I just need to be an anchor for her. And um, this is hard for me. I got low key emotional talking about it today in one of our meetings, but I love this podcast. And I really love you all. And I think it's just even more meaningful to me because like, you know, (laughs) This is like from the ground up, right? Like I ordered my podcast equipment from Amazon. I didn't even know if there was an audience for something like this. The reason why I started doing the podcast live is because otherwise it was just going to be me talking to myself. And I was like, how can I create this way where I can connect with women who are looking at what's happening in the news, trying to get their life together and still want to be inspired. And um, this community means a lot to me and I love you all so much and I can't, believe that we're shifting it. Um, But I I have to. And sometimes you have to lay down a good thing to experience a God thing. And I tell you guys this all the time. And um, I have to walk out what I preach. And I hope that that's why you stay plugged in with me is because I don't just preach it and not do it, but I try to walk it out even when it hurts, even when it's hard, even when it changes things. And um, yeah, that's it. That's all. What? What? (laughs) <laughs> Shanice told me not to cry on the podcast, but she's not the boss of me. <laughs> Christian says, this hurts, but your reason is why we love you. Uh, Julie says, Ella calling you hun makes me giggle. Hun bun. <laughs> Ella's good for a hun bun. Hun bun, where's my lunch? I'm like, Ella, <laughs> you don't know, go and sit down. And then she, um, oh my gosh, there was this babysitter, so... Um, there's a babysitter that comes to our house and as she came in. And before she came, Ella told me that she doesn't like her anymore. And I'm like, why don't you like her? And she's like, well, she doesn't mind her business. And I'm like, okay, like, but Ella, like you're five. You don't really have that much business. She's supposed to be helping me take care of you. Like, it's fine. So the girl comes in. I've had this little talk with Ella and she's like, hey, Ella, how are you? Did you have a good time with mom? And she was like, see, she doesn't mind her business and i was like ella she can't ask you how are you some some redirection some navigating it's hilarious but you know we we need to we need to pivot a little bit um, so okay I love you Jane Nicole says shy you better not let me tell you she's got scissors like she's gonna chunk scissors at me okay so last question starts with what she says where specifically our advice question type if you e- you can email podcast at womanevolved.com with your advice questions and also if you wanna be a co-host with me for the podcast it's gonna be the girl time it's gonna be the giggling it's gonna be the fun I'm just not gonna do it live I thought about doing hot topics and stuff but I feel like that is just like this what we have here is so special I don't want to just recreate it with two people um, so I'm going to let this idea of it go but I do think that there's a space for engaging and connecting and we'll see what happens <laughs> you know we'll see what happens but I think it'll be fun and I hope you'll try it out with me make sure you are subscribed okay to iTunes and Spotify I don't want you to miss it next week I'll be back I'll be with Cora I'll be with Dr. Nita I'm going to see if I can get pt to swing on through. We will have a live farewell podcast for the ages and just pray for me as I'm in the process of becoming me, just like you are. And by in the process, I mean literally taking steps to become who God has called me to be. That is my life. This is Woman Evolve. Woman Evolve is about the process of becoming who God has called us to be and doing great, big, vulnerable, courageous things in pursuit of that woman who God is calling us to be. And I know for sure that this is a part of that calling and it, it does, it breaks my heart. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Um, Um, But I love you guys. I'm going to pray with you and um, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Okay, God, oh Lord, Jesus, (laughs) Savior, um, what a blessing it is to be in relationship. A lot of times we talk about the trauma of relationships, the hurt of relationship, but God, what a blessing it is when relationship is done well. For this podcast, for the last four years, you have taught me the beauty of women coming together, being vulnerable, loving one another, supporting one another. And I thank you God for this incredible community, the Woman Evolved delegation. And we are in a season of undoing. (laughs) We're in a season of undoing. And God, I wanna be sensitive to how we build from here. And so God, I pray that you would grant us creativity, that you would grant us vision and strategy, not just for the podcast, Father, but for every woman who was undergoing and undoing. May we build with precision, may we build with security and stability, but most importantly, with confidence. Not confidence because we're building something so great that people will admire, but confidence that we're building as instructed by God. So, God, if you tell us to tear it down, if you tell us to renovate it, if you tell us to let it go all together, we'll do all of those things. Because what's most important to us is that we take the steps that you order. Thank you, God, for not leaving us alone in the middle of our process. Now lead us forward as we grow. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all, and I'll see you next week.